Good morning. It is um, an honor to be up here speaking before you, and um, it's only by the grace of God that I'm here. So um, would you just pray with me for a moment um, before we get into the word? God, um, thank you for this opportunity to look at your word together in community. God, I just pray that you would open our ears to hear your truth, that you would open our eyes to see Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Give us fresh revelation this morning. God, um, we've heard this um, scripture before, I'm sure. Lord, I just pray that you would give us fresh eyes to see what you're speaking through it to us today. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. So, my family has next-door neighbors. They are an awesome family that has become friends with our, with our family. And um, they have sheep. It's kind of unusual <laughs> where we live. Um, we're pretty close to downtown Ipswich. Um, but they have a lot of land. They have over three acres um, of land. They've got a small barn. They've got space for their sheep to graze. And even though they have a wonderful family that cares for them, they have, I think they have about 10 sheep, their family feeds them, provides for them, gives them everything they need. These sheep still tend to wander. Um, I was reminded this morning of a funny thing that happened when that family first moved into the house. Um, it was a moment where, um, a couple months where Ben's mother was staying with us, and she is a big walker, and she was out walking one day, and she came back, and she was like, you're not going to believe what I just saw. I just saw a bunch of sheep walking down Washington Street, and um, the police car, here it is, I found the, the picture on Facebook this morning, police car herding the sheep down the road in, like, downtown Ipswich. So... The sheep wander. <laughs> um, we, you know, on occasion we have seen the sheep in our backyard um, grazing, you know, just looking out my bedroom window, and there they are. Um, so, it, yeah, it kind of gives me a laugh. <laughs> Living next door to these sheep has given me kind of an opportunity to see the tendency for sheep to wander. The grass is always greener, I guess, on our, our side of the fence. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so we're currently in a sermon series called Secrets of the Kingdom. We heard from Brian a few weeks back that Jesus often spoke in parables to reveal secrets about the kingdom of God. Jesus was blinding those who resisted God's revelation while at the same time helping those who believed it. Jesus was teaching his disciples and those who had ears to hear about the character of God in his kingdom. In the sermon series, we are specifically looking at the parables in the Gospel of Luke. And today we're going to read the parable of the lost sheep. So if you have your Bibles or your phones, um, open up to Luke 15. We're going to be looking at verses 1 through 7. Before we get into the full parable, the story that Jesus is telling, let's look at verses 1 and 2. 
which give us some context for why Jesus is going to tell this story. So I'm going to read verses 1 and 2. We got it. Awesome, Anita. Now, the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to hear him. And the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. I want you to take a minute at your tables, literally just one minute. What stands out to you just in these two verses? What does this say about God? What does it say about people? Wait, I'm going to bring you back. <laughs> so let's read verse 1 again. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to hear him. But Jesus attracted sinners. He welcomed those who were not welcome in their society. The lowest of the low were welcomed by him. He didn't reject them, and they were drawn to him. In verse 2, it says, And the Pharisees and scribes grumbled, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. So we see in verse 2, to whom Jesus directed this parable. The Pharisees were complaining about Jesus welcoming sinners and spending time with them. So he told them this story, which we're going to get to in a minute. He was talking to the Pharisees and scribes, the religious leaders of the day. He was directing this parable to them. Jesus, by his actions, was showing the religious leaders that God came for the lost. By welcoming the sinners is how he was showing them. But they had the right. Sorry, losing my spot. They didn't think that sinners, the religious leaders, didn't think that sinners deserved God, that they had the right to enter the kingdom. They believed that only those that followed the law had that right. The Pharisees thought they were righteous because of their actions. The reality is, I think we all know this, that not one person is righteous. Not one of us has escaped sin. None of us has lived a perfect life. I know I haven't. We all need to repent and turn to the Lord. We must turn from our ways and turn to the one who wants a relationship with us, to the one who created us for a relationship with him, to the one who welcomes us. Many of us have a tendency to compare ourselves to those around us, like the Pharisees did in this passage. We often think we are better than others. We have a tendency to judge. So in God's word, we see clearly that we have all sinned and we are all lost. In Romans 3.23, you have to turn there, I'll just read this verse real quick. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Not one of us is better than another. There is not one human being besides Jesus, God himself, that is without sin. Sin is sin. Right? We have all committed it. There's another um, verse in Isaiah that I want to kind of highlight this morning as, as I talk about this parable. In Isaiah 53, 6, it says, All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. So we were all lost. Without God, we're trying to do life on our own. 
When we're doing life on our own, we're lost. Remember that being lost is not a one-time thing. We were completely lost before we initially accepted Jesus, but we are also lost every time we choose something that is not of God. Every time I choose my selfish ways over God's way, I am lost. Every time I sin, I am lost. We see a lot of sheep imagery in the Bible because we humans are just like sheep. We have a tendency to wander and to go our own way. That's what I've seen in my neighbor's sheep as I see them out in my yard or down the street being herded by police. Every time I see them wandering, I'm reminded of their tendency to want to go their own way. And I'm reminded of my own tendency to want to go my own way. We're all like sheep in that regard. So we're going to go ahead and read the parable that Jesus told them. So starting in verse 4, and we're going to read through verse 7. <clears throat> what man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. So I'm going to give you a couple minutes just to talk at your tables about this parable, what stands out to you, specifically about God. All right, I'm going to bring you back. Is that enough time? <laughs> okay. Does anyone have anything that stood out to them that just want to share, like, a short phrase about God, his character? Say it again. Reckless love. Yeah, that song was spot on. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Relentless pursuit. Mm-hmm. Good. Good stuff. He carries us. He draws us close. This is an awesome, awesome parable. I love it. Um, so, yeah, in this parable, we see the shepherd going after the lost. Relentless pursuit. Pursuing that lost sheep until he finds it carrying that sheep home, and then rejoicing with everyone that it was found. Before we knew God, we were completely lost, but Jesus found us. 
The beauty of his gospel is that he found us in our brokenness when we were lost. We didn't have to clean ourselves up before he would find us. He called us while we were still sinners. He loved us when we were still sinners. If you're not sure of God's love for you because of your sin, hear these words of Jesus in this parable. This is God himself talking. He pursues the lost. Back to the neighbor's sheep for a minute. One time I looked out my back window and saw the sheep in our yard. And when this happens, we, you know, we need to tell our neighbors because I, I don't know how to get the sheep back. <laughs> so I send the neighbors a text. I say, your sheep are in our yard. I think you need to get them back. Once they realize their sheep are gone, they immediately come and are looking for them um, because they're in danger, right? In our yard, there's no fence. They can go out into the street, as we saw earlier. They're in danger. Um, the sheep were lost and in danger that day, so they came to guide and lead them home to safety. The sheep wouldn't have just gone back on their own. They needed their shepherd. They needed someone to guide and lead them home. They were lost without their shepherd. In the parable, when the sheep was lost, the shepherd went after the one that was lost until he found it. He did not give up. He didn't give up on me. He didn't give up on you. God did not stop pursuing you. He will not stop pursuing you. He never stopped loving you. He never stopped caring for you. God didn't see your sin yesterday or this morning and then decide to give up on you. He doesn't want you to be alone. He doesn't want you to be in danger without him. He is not giving up on you. He will continue to chase after you. He will continue to go after the lost he never stops loving those who are lost without him. He never stops caring, and he never stops looking until he finds us. Verse 5 really stood out to me um, as I was preparing for this sermon, as it just stood out to you, Matt. And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. Now, I have never seen my neighbors carry their sheep home. Maybe it's because they didn't wander too far, and they weren't so weak that they needed to be carried. My analogy kind of falls apart at this point in the story. But they do lead their sheep home. They don't leave them out alone. They lead them back to safety. As I've been meditating on this passage over the past few weeks, this verse really stood out to me, and the Lord highlighted to me what it means for him to carry us, to lay us on his shoulders. He doesn't just lead the sheep home. He actually picks it up, puts it on his shoulders, and carries it. The sheep doesn't need to do anything to be brought home. I'm going to say that again. The sheep 
didn't need to do anything to be brought home. He is carried the whole way. Jesus carries us home to God, where we belong. Home is with God. We are not home when we are not with the Lord. We were made for communion with him. When we're not with God, we are lost, without direction, unsettled, lonely, in danger from attacks of the enemy. Just like our neighbor's sheep, when they are not in their care. What does it look like for Jesus to carry us home? I want you to picture Jesus carrying that lost sheep on his shoulders. It is his body which carries us home. Back to Isaiah 53:6. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. The Lord has laid on him, on Jesus, the iniquity of us all, our sin. Jesus carries us back by his body, his sacrifice the laying down of his life for us. We see the kindness of the Lord in him taking our sin on himself and extending grace towards us when we were not deserving of it. Jesus carries us back to God. It is through Jesus' work on the cross, his sacrifice, his laying down of his life that we are brought back to God. It is not by anything we do or have done. It is not after we cleaned ourselves up. He did it. He did it before we cleaned ourselves up. He carries us back. Jesus' body and blood carry his people back. It's only through Jesus. Let's read verse 5 again. I'm loving it. And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. He rejoices when he finds you. God rejoices over you. Why does God rejoice when he finds the lost? Why does he rejoice when he finds you? He wants a relationship with you. He doesn't want you to be alone. He rejoices when you return to him. He rejoices when those that were lost are found. Because you belong with him. It's what you were made for. What humanity was made for. God made people to be in communion with him. God in all of heaven rejoiced when you first turned to him. It's a beautiful picture when you were first saved. And there's also rejoicing when you continue to repent and turn from your sin and turn towards God. This is a daily surrender. God rejoices every time you turn back to him. God rejoices every time he finds you. So what is our call now as believers and followers of Jesus? 
Our call is twofold. As I just mentioned, our call is to daily repentance, turning to God. But we also have a call as the body of Christ. When I started thinking about that verse, verse 5, about the shepherd laying the lost sheep on his shoulders, I thought about the body of Christ, which was broken for us, his literal human body, which was sacrificed. And I was also reminded of the current body of Christ, us, his people, empowered by the Holy Spirit. We are now his body, the temple of his spirit. God's people are the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ, and we have a call to carry those. When I think about how God pursued me when I was lost, I often think of people, believers, who spoke truth in life to me. People that God put in my life when I was broken. People who invited me to be part of God's family. So just a little bit about my story. Um, I believed in Jesus as a child. I went to church. In a lot of ways, tried to take my faith seriously. But I also had a lot of hurt and brokenness in my life. My parents divorced when I was very young, three or four years old. In a lot of ways, I felt lost without a true home. I was often hurting and sad and didn't know what to do with that hurt. I made a lot of bad decisions. I don't blame that on my parents at all. Um, I was lost in my hurt and brokenness. I turned to a lot of people and a lot of things that made me hurt even more. Instead of to God, who would heal and restore me? I thought I could do it my own way. I praise Jesus for the way he pursued me. The way he pursued me by dying for me when I was still in sin, fully forgiving me, and the way he pursued me through the body of Christ, through his people. My parents and step-parents pursued God, and that had an impact on me. They brought me and my siblings to church every week. I know they prayed for me. They loved me even when I made bad decisions and hurt them. I'm reminded how God transformed the lives of my whole immediate family, my parents, my siblings, and the strong faith of the people that they married. I think about the church I started attending in high school that was really preaching the gospel. I remember my sister encouraging me to read the Bible when I was at a really, really low point in high school. I remember God leading me to Gordon College. My junior year, I did not want to go there. And by my senior year, I felt like the Lord was telling me to go there. I think about the friends that God gave me who had strong faith in him. I was a Spanish major in college, and I remember the first night of my study abroad year and how God gave me a Christian roommate when we were staying in a hotel the first few nights before we went off to be with our host families. She pursued me, even though I pushed her away at that time. He saw me and knew what I needed. I think about how when I was in college, my brother was at Gordon-Conwell at the time, how he intentionally met with me regularly. We used to meet up at Starbucks, and he would just encourage me in the gospel. I remember a church service I attended during my senior year of college where the gospel was preached, and I was overwhelmed with Jesus' love and fully received his forgiveness. 
I am reminded of the unwavering faith and love of my husband, even through difficult times when I was weak in my faith. God saw me in my brokenness and pursued me. God used the body of believers to bring me back, to carry me back to Christ, where my sin was forgiven, and home to God where I was loved, not because of anything I had done. God also opened my ears to the truth of the gospel and the truth of my identity in him. I received his forgiveness, his love, and his care. I knew I could have a relationship with him, and he rejoiced. It is Jesus who brings us back, and he often uses his people, the church, to do that. He is now using you and me to bring people back to God through the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm kind of wrapping it up here, so don't worry. As a parent, I am often concerned with my kids' obedience, right? We want them to obey, to listen to mom and dad. This isn't a bad thing. I want my kids to obey so that they're safe and out of harm's way, but I need to be more concerned with loving them, welcoming them into God's family, pointing them towards Jesus. That's where they're going to be the most safe. That is where they are home. It's the same with you and me, with all of humanity. We could tell people to obey God's commands, or we could love them, welcome them in their brokenness, and point them towards Jesus, the one who pursues the lost through his body and blood and love for them. We can be as gentle with others as Jesus was with us. We can welcome sinners like Jesus did. We can listen to the Holy Spirit's leading. We must remember who we are, only righteous through Jesus, not by anything we do, and who God is, the one who seeks the lost and saves them and rejoices when they turn to him. It is the body of Christ which carries the lost home, the sacrifice of Jesus and our cooperation with him as followers of Jesus. So, yeah, I'd love to invite the worship team back up. And as they're coming, I just want to close with um, a portion of scripture from 2 Corinthians. Kind of talks about us as the body of Christ. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. 
For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Amen. So as we um, respond, um, I just have a couple of questions for you to consider. If you have not received Jesus' forgiveness in your life, will you let him carry you? Carry you home to God's presence, to the Lord with his people. If you are following Jesus and trusting him, are you turning to him daily? Are you letting him carry you daily? How are you engaging with the Holy Spirit to follow him daily? And finally, how are you cooperating with the Lord in him bringing his people back to him? That is what the Lord is doing. He is bringing his people who are made for him back to him. So let me just pray. Lord, we, um, we are so grateful for what you did for us. God, for finding us when we were still in sin, when we were lost. God, we thank you for picking us up and carrying us on your shoulders. We thank you for rejoicing over us. Lord, help us, just by the power of your spirit, help us be the body of Christ. Help us carry others back to you. closing thought if you remember anything remember this God is always looking for you God is always pursuing you God is always rejoicing over you